Okay, you were just counting down and you said one, three, one, two, three. Are you and saying I don't know how to count? I, I was very confused. Well, you know, sometimes you're just tired. Yeah. One, three, two, two, three. Three, two, one. <laughs> it worked. I knew what we were doing. We well, were about we're, to go did, did, record did, a podcast. Did. <laughs> so it was fine. All right. So what are we talking about today? Well, first off, I'm very comfortable. Well, I moved all the equipment because it's cold. In our studio. In our studio. It's very cold in our studio. I'll be glad when we get the new studio built. Yes. It'll be fun. It will be. Yeah, we might be. could even actually do filming then. Yeah, it'll be good. We will be able to do. Yeah, that. yeah. We're those of you who don't know. We're getting ready to build a house, and we're taking a section of the house and building out a studio and office. So yeah, we so. want to have a, a type of house where people can come and just be encouraged in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully, as the Boy Scouts, if I can rob from them, say you'll leave better than the way you came. You know, like well, a Boy Scout when they go to a campsite, they leave it better than the way they found it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. So hopefully, as people come, they will come, and then they will leave better in a better a better um, state of mind than when they had come. Okay, cool. I like that. Interesting. I just like the idea of not being in the garage with the studio where it's cold in the wintertime. Yeah. That's going to be fun for me. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, let's talk about dreams. Okay. That sounds like a new and novel idea. I know. We never do that. I know. Let's get started. (laughs) Well, you know, we we talked a couple of weeks ago and three weeks ago about how to respond to different types of dreams. And then Mm -hmm. last week we had that little uh, episode that jumped in for some things that were going on with us about, you know, how when things get into our dreams from outside. So I was thinking we could go back and finish talking some more about Gladys the cat. Well, didn't we talk about Gladys? The cat? Yeah, we did. I just wanted to throw that out you, there. You, your name is Gladys. Gladys the cat. Gladys the cat lady and Gladys the cat. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so anyway, I thought we could go back and talk some more about the types of dreams, different types of dreams people had and how we respond to those dreams. So, I was thinking about a dream you had recently that I helped interpret, and we didn't argue about it, even though it was kind of a self-conditioned dream, a dream that was saying something about where you were and something that was going on in your life. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. I did not want to share that dream with you. I know, once you again, were afraid I would interpret it. Well, I mean, Gladys the Cat was one of those dreams as well. well that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought you'd be like, hmm, you see what's happening here, Lisa? I'm seeing a common thread in your dreams lately. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> I was. You are not. <laughs> you might have thought it, but you weren't there going to say it. But no, yeah, I it, it, it. I, you know, when I had it, I mean, it was definitely a, a long dream and it was an important dream I felt when I woke up. But basically, I had dreamed... If we're going to talk about a self-conditioned dream, I had dreamed um, that we were staying at uh, a man's house. His name was Hugh. Right. Hugh from Corfu, because I'm watching a show right now, and there's a man named Hugh on it. And he was courting a female that was in the house with us. I 
didn't know who she, it, it may have been a family member i couldn't remember but whoever it was that he was courting um they were refusing him and he was sad about it but i knew that this guy had kind of like wealth and favor and nobody wanted to tell him no because he you know had that type of influence so um everyone was leaving and actually a lot of my family members were there and he had a compound so they were uh gonna stay at the house next door so my family exited the house went to the house next door and i was left there and i was in his big beautiful home and i realized that i was the only one left there and he was going to expect me to crawl in the bed with him not to do anything inappropriate but it was just i knew that was an expectation and i thought to myself i know michael won't like that he will not approve of that you wouldn't have Definitely would you not. okay and so i thought no i can't i can't get in the bed with him not that it mattered to you but i would have been at you know how dreams are i'm just telling you straight <laughs> up like it is and this may help other people because you're gonna have weird dreams where you're gonna be like oh that's shameful you know i would never even think about that this is yeah. just when you have a self-conditioned dream the the scenario will will play out in a way that it sets the scene or the tone for a message for you. So here, right. so here it is. Right. Okay. Go so ahead. I knew uh, Michael would have a problem, um, and that you know he wouldn't have want me to do that. And I knew you were next door, and so I knew I was going to have to hurt Hugh's feelings. And I just said, Hugh, I cannot stay with you. I'm going next door. So I went next door, and I was there, and I remember looking for a bed at the house where. You were and all the kids and everything right. were. And it was kind of a cram-packed, kind of what I would call a summer house or a camp house or a, a bunkie or something like that. There's a lot of beds in there, but not a lot of room. Um, Sounds like some of your family vacations. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Lisa's family, mother, her mother in particular, used to t- tell everybody, we need to go to the beach. And then she would invite, like, all of our family, which was four boys and Lisa and me, that's six, and then her brother and his family, both brothers and their families, and her sister and her family. I mean, there'd be like 25 people she would invite into a two-bedroom condo. Two-bedroom with a bunk in the wall, baby. You forgot yeah. about the bunk in the yeah. wall. So, so it was one of those kind of, one of those kind oh, of It really houses. was. Okay. It really was, which is probably speaks of my family. But anyway, um, so I, I knew that my brother and his wife were next door. I mean, we're... Uh, you know, in the house. And then the next morning we woke up and my brother and sister-in-law had to put their gifts and their packages that they had gotten in. I know you're going to say, where are they getting from? I don't know. It was just part of the dream. They had to get their packages that were in two different vehicles and combine it into one. And I remember standing in the driveway, kind of waving at them as they were leaving. Then I'm immediately back in the house in Hugh's bedroom, my mom is there. My mom, who's you know now passed, and she's sitting on the toilet. And I realize I need to go to the toilet really bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm fixing to get really personal. Yeah. And so there was only one toilet. My mom was on it. So I'm looking around in the room, and I see I'm a nurse. So I see a bedside toilet. Right. I'm like ah, oh, so. I can go there. Mm-hmm. So uh, my mom's sitting on the toilet. My bedside toilet is facing my mom's toilet. My mom and I are talking. This is great dream information. It is. And here's the very personal part. 
I had a little poo. I, I don't even know if I can talk. Okay, so I had to have a bowel movement. And as that... <laughs> I'm just letting you talk on this one because... I don't, I don't even know why I'm doing this. But anyway, being very vulnerable here. But this is dreams, isn't it? It is dreams. And and people really worry. Embarrassing dreams are very difficult for people to share. Yes. And yet they do have meaning. There is meaning to this. So Okay. So um, as I'm about to have my little poo, I look down under the toilet, and there's not a, you know, with the bedside toilet. There's no bucket. With the bedside toilet, it has a bucket that slides underneath the seat. Right. And there was no bucket. Why do you always take the punchline? There was no bucket. There was no bucket. I'm for, sorry. For the poo to fall into. So I realized that there was a plastic bag laying under me, under the, the seat, and uh, the little drop of poo. And when I say it was little, it was very small, about the size of a quarter. It had landed. Now, now let's TMI. <laughs> it had landed on the plastic bag, and I was thankful because I was like, oh, now I can just pick up the little plastic Walmart bag or whatever it was, and throw it in the trash. And that was it. That was the end of the dream. I don't remember what my mother was telling me. We may never have anybody listen to this podcast again. No, I hope no. people are doubled actually, over laughing at me being so vulnerable, <laughs> going, oh, my God, I can't believe she well, just shared that. Well, actually, you're encouraging people because there's meaning to that, and it's encouraging for people to know that you can be transparent and share some things that seem very vulnerable. Yeah. And they do have meaning, and the meaning is important, and it would change if you didn't share what you shared. Right. So it is important. It really is. Yeah. And that's part of responding. We're talking about responding to dreams again this week. That's part of responding to a self-conditioned dream. Mm -hmm. Being vulnerable is part of responding to a self-conditioned dream. You have to acknowledge things that are going on in your own life. And we typically don't want to do that. It's always right. embarrassing to us to have to acknowledge something that's an issue that the Lord wants to deal with in our own life. Yeah, and, you know... I think about my mom. My mom was a beautiful person. I love her dearly. Um, but she could get, you know, hung up on some things sometimes, just thoughts or frustrations, you know, in her mind. Yeah. And um, the dream, so so the guy's name was Hugh. So my first thought was, I'm just going to tell people my process yeah. before I came and revealed my uh, stuff to you. So I, I thought, hmm. Hugh, I need to look up what that means because I was in Hugh's house. So I looked it up and it meant, you know, mind. It had some positive traits, but, you know, it, it spoke of mind. And then you looked it up. What did it say? Mind or intellect. Or intellect. So intelligence is not a bad thing. I mean, mind's not a bad thing. Just, mind's not a bad thing. But, you know, anytime I also know from years of dream interpretation that when you're on the toilet or when you're in the shower, you're usually being delivered of something or cleaned you're up. getting cleaned cleansed from something and so because my mother was in the dream and my mother was speaking to me i i was enjoying our conversation as we were having a co-poo together <laughs> she was pooing and i was pooing um that maybe where i am in my life right now there's not a, a good place for me to go you know i was on a temporary toilet yeah i had to look really hard for for this toilet and then when i did find it it wasn't what it should have been 
right? So maybe where I am in my life, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was analyzing maybe where I am in my life. I'm not in a place where it's just easy for me to be um, totally cleansed or cleaned up. And what I'm talking about is in my spiritual life. Right. You know, so and that's true. We are in transition. We're in a different place. You know, in our in in what we're and doing. Things in are our challenging, lives. and and they we've are. been talking on a personal level about you're in a position I was in a few years ago, which is that place of just trying to find what's next. What, what yes. what's your purpose, so to speak? And I think one thing that's interesting, and we should mention here, because again, we're talking about responding to a dream. This is this is a dream, and we'll get more to the detail of what it means in just a minute. Right. But, but this is a dream that's a self-conditioned dream, and you shared it with your spouse, which is me. Yeah. Now, we do this a lot. And so we, even though we do this a lot, we don't always succeed in what I'm about to talk about. But m- most of the time, when I'm willing to talk to you about a dream that's about you, mm-hmm. or when you're willing to talk to me about a dream that's about me, we do it very carefully. We try. Because it's easy for a spouse to point out flaws instead of see hope. Yeah. And and so for me to help you with that dream is actually one of the more difficult elements of dream interpretation because I know you. Yeah. We're close. And it's really easy for you to assume I'm saying something yeah, or for me to assume it yeah. and say it yeah. because I think it rather than because it's what the dream means or for you to believe that's what I'm doing. Right. So it's very difficult for spouses to help one another with dreams, yeah. particularly dreams like this. Now, I think we did pretty good with this dream because you already pretty much felt like you had a good handle yeah. on what the dream was about. Yeah. So what I began to speak into was more affirming of what you were already feeling than something that was going to be hard for you to hear. But a self-conditioned dream really almost always is hard to hear. Yeah, and so what what it made me do, I mean, even this morning, you know, I have a time every morning where I have meditation and prayer. And so in that meditative time, I mean, I just began to have what I would call light bulbs going off, you know, revelation, you know, about myself and where I am. It's so, it's not a good place to be when you can say, oh, everything with me is good. And there's always something wrong with everyone else. That is, it's just not a healthy way of looking at things. So I'm always saying, well, how can I improve what, how I respond to people, how I respond with my mind, my intellect, my, right. you know, um, uh, my, just my, my mo- emotions in general. And if I were really honest, if, and which I'm going to be, if I'm really honest, um, it, the dream speaking about me, I have a choice of whether I want to sleep in that place, which is when we talk about the bed in a dream, most of the time it speaks of intimacy or, yeah. or you know, you're really getting into covenant with something. Getting, and, getting into an intimate place with something, becoming very familiar with something. Right, and I felt like it was saying, you know, you have a choice, Lisa, you can... You can get stayed tied up with things in your mind and how you think they should play out during the day, no matter what it is. And you can apply this to any situation, you know, whether it be you and I are maybe at odds and we're arguing and I can get into my mind and I can dig my heels in and stay in a place of of my mind, or I can stay tender and vulnerable and willing to hear who my creator God is. And for me, uh, me being a follower of Jesus and his teachings, 
how I want to stay humble and, and really willing to look at myself. So that's a self-conditioned dream. It is. And think about the first part of that dream because the first part of the dream is every, the rest of the family, others around you had moved past that battle, yeah. at least for a season. That's yeah. not saying everybody else had won that battle. I understand. But everybody else had moved past that battle for a season. that They weren't battling with all the things going on in their mind, the way they were thinking about stuff. You know, the way they were they were calculating what it should look like, what it should feel like, what they weren't dealing with all that that you still were. Right. And it's interesting to me that in the first part of that dream, it's not only just telling you that you're battling, you know, this relationship with the way you think. Yeah. You're battling that and it's your mind, your soul is wanting to draw you into that intimacy with the way you think instead of becoming intimate with your creator yeah. and the way he thinks. And I have a choice of partnering with you that. You do have a choice where you partner. Where, yeah. And your husband, which would be a picture of Jesus, the, the bridegroom for Christians, or Michael, in this case, the name again, because human mind or intellect, Michael means who is like the Lord. Mm-hmm. So it's who should look like him, who should represent him as a metaphor. I don't do that that great, you know, in life all the time, but but the name and the picture in the dream is a picture of that. That's basically saying that though you weren't necessarily uncomfortable and this was a situation that you knew wasn't going to get out of hand, but it was just the circumstances of the day, you rethought it because the Lord was saying you knew the Lord would not be pleased. You knew your creator, your father, would not be pleased with your approach to things from a mental process of trying to deal with everything as opposed to a spiritual trust and faith in dealing with things. Yeah, and even, you know, you can keep digging in the dream. You know, we tell people, just look for the nuggets. The basic mm-hmm. thing is, Lisa, this is a self-conditioned dream. Deal with some stuff, you know. <laughs> but there are little other hints along the way. You know, me talking to my mom. Yeah. My mom would, buddy, if she got her heels dug in, you couldn't get her out, you know. She and, could be what we might would call uh very perseverant or stubborn. My mother didn't appear that way when no, you would just meet be. her and talk to her and stuff. I don't want it to paint a bad picture of no, my mom no, no, no. in any way, shape, or no, form. She was just very strong-willed at times. Yes. That's a very good way of saying yeah. it. And I have just a touch of that. No. No, you don't do that at all. <laughs> anyway, and I look <laughs> back I look back I at the other dream. I, I look back at the other dream that I had the other day, which was Gladys the cat, and that one was about me being imprisoned, right? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I know it's just about where I am in my life right now, and uh, we may joke and kid, but it is very serious for me because, you know, I've just, just struggled through some things, and, and it's just been hard for me. It's been a hard season for me, but I have to keep pressing in, and this is my walk. This is my my relationship with my creator God who is revealing things to me, and again, you might say, oh, you know, you're just having these dreams because you're stressed in the day and then it's just pouring out into your dreams at night. I don't disagree with that. I think in life I'm learning, and even through learning more and more about dreams, the more we talk about it, the more I experience them in life, just, you know, that, yes, it is going to manifest your your fears, your struggles, whatever it is, is going to manifest itself in your dreams at night, even victories and wonderful things as well. Um, because that's the language God has created us to have. Yeah. And you know, I, I want to, I want to sort of play the, 
being at Hughes house, going next door and coming back to Hughes house thing for just a minute for you too, because we see, we see the first part of the dream that speaks to where you are right now, battling some of those things in your own mind and the way you process things. But the second part of the dream is speaking to something that should be encouraging to you if you recognize it correctly. And that's one thing God does with self-conditioned dreams. He doesn't just want to say, you've got this issue you need to deal with. He wants to give us encouragement as well. And so in the second part of the dream, you're home, you're back sort of where you're supposed to be. But the thing that was interesting, and it didn't fit to me at first, is your brother and others around you in the family had to get their gifts. They got in their car. They went on about their thing. In other words, there are people around you who are moving on. They've overcome these issues that you might be facing. And they paint a picture for you that they've moved on. You can do this. There are others around you who've who've pressed through and, and moved forward. And you can do that too. So you go back, you face the battle, and the Lord helps you clean it up and deal with it. Might not be comfortable, might be a little embarrassing, might not have everything you think you need to, might not happen the way and the place you think it should, might not even have everything you feel like you need to have to do it, but the Lord makes the way and gives the opportunity for it to be dealt with. That's true. So it's really an encouragement too. So responding to a self-conditioned dream is not just about recognizing something that's going on in your life, it's also about seeing the hope that's offered to you that you can press through it, that you can overcome it, that you can bring about change or whatever may be needed in that response to move forward and press through. So I like that thought. I do too. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it is, uh, I think it's a good example of of dealing with something and being encouraged to overcome it, but it doesn't always feel like everything's easy, mm-hmm. right? That's true. So, I mean, wh- when you think about that dream or you look at that dream, What's your emotional response to it? What's your, how's, I mean, what, what's the natural response to it versus how do you deal with that dream? Uh, for me, I mean, I was encouraged in the middle of it and not just because of how my family transitioned in the dream. Uh, I, the thing that stood out to me in the dream was how my family did not give in to Hugh. Yeah. Did not give in to the mind and they went next door to another house, which to me just said they they were still were independent thinkers. Mm-hmm. They could think for themselves. They didn't. They weren't moved by. And I was trying to please. I was trying to please you. I didn't want to hurt his feelings because, like I said, he was influential. But I did. I did go to the house. I did have to say something hard. I did have to say, "I'm leaving." So for me, I was encouraged by it. my response. Is you know, I, I did the right thing in the dream. Even if I had not up, I would have woken up and still felt like I needed to do the right thing. Right, you know, right. either way. But in the dream, I did respond correctly. It just took me a little longer. And then um, I think you're right. I think it's an example of my family can be a uh, an example of how you can push through things even when things are difficult, you know. Well, so. I like the idea it was two different houses because we talk about that battle you were facing and what the dream was talking about. Um, 
we sometimes will talk about that in, in terms of saying it's a, are you being ruled by your soul, mm-hmm. mind, will, and emotions? Or are you being ruled by your spirit, your mm-hmm. relationship to our creator? Yeah. And and there were two houses. You had to choose which house you were going to dwell in. Yeah. And you chose the house that we're, uh, I was. You yeah, know. So I you did. chose the house that where the Lord was represented, which I think would be the house of the Spirit, mm-hmm. the, the the relationship and the faith in your Creator, house of Jesus, house of yes, thank you. Because you talked about how you were. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> you make that sound. So that wasn't what I meant. I was talking about the metaphor of it. I understood Jesus. Trust me. <laughs> I have shown up in your dreams in very negative symbolism as well, because I have my own set of problems. And my own set of self-conditioned dreams. We'll probably have to figure out one of those to talk about so we can make oh, we, things We even. have to. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. You know, um, no, I'm, I am being very vulnerable because, you know, because I was having a co-poo with my mom. <laughs> That's going to be a new word. And a co-poo is kind of like a, a coup. A tofu. A co-poo. Um. Yeah, I'm just, it's 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 a good thing. It's a hard thing, but it's a good thing. It's just being careful that I don't stay in a bad place in my mind. So yeah. it's a good thing, and I'm thankful for it. But it, it is hard to look at yourself, you know, and say, okay, this is the second dream in a week in the last seven days where I've had it, and, and it's still dealing with similar things. You know, God's speaking to me. There's a langu- language that he and I have. So my response is, I'm going to stay for me in a place of prayer. And I also, you know, just not being hard on myself, you know, because sometimes right. I'm really hard on myself. And I even came and was talking to you this morning, and I was telling you about what things have been, I, just through my, my meditation time, um, what had sort of been revelation for me, and that sometimes it, it, it takes time. I would love to say we can be through something in a moment's time when we're going through phases or trials or whatever, or tests, that it is through quickly. It's not always through quickly. And we were talking no. about a season you had gone through where it took you about three years to get through it. And it I'm did. not saying you're totally through it, but I was able to look and see where you are now uh, compared to where you were three years ago, on some little th- issues or just trials you were having, and I, I see that you're happy and you're successful, and you know I'm, I'm happy for. I make it sound like you're in a diff- you live in a different house in a different state, and you know we don't do things together, but you are doing a lot of different things now, and it is a different place for us. It, and, it and, is a different place, I think, and I think the interesting thing for me is you can feel even in our talking about your dream. Even as you were processing again, walking through it as we're talking right here on the podcast, you can feel the weight it has on you. Yeah. I mean, you got a little quiet. And yeah, I almost cried. You did. And I was trying to, you know, there was that little pause where I was trying to figure you out where do we go from here. Me. Well, you know, but what I'm saying is, I think that's important for people to hear. that There is a real weight in this kind of thing. And it's important if you're responding to it, you have to be able to share your emotion. You have to be able to walk through that emotion and, and recognize that there are people to support you and help you and who trust and believe you being able to press through and see the value and worth in you. And that's part of what we talked about this morning was that that I see your worth. I see the value you carry. And, and I know how much you mean in my life. 
And, and so I see things from a different perspective. I don't see you in that place of losing to your mind and your way of thinking. Well, now people I are going to think I'm crazy because you're losing my mind. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> well, that's the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's I'm because very stable I'm losing in my, my mind. mind. I'm very stable in my mind. No, I meant the, the intellect of being driven by how you think instead of, you know, faith in, in the Lord. And you don't. You are very, you keep me on track so much. You better believe it. You do. It's amazing. Oh, Michael, I'm kidding, but yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. Well, I think you, you give a, that the last point we could make, and, and you are an excellent example of it. When you, when you have a self-conditioned dream and you have to deal with things that aren't necessarily comfortable to deal with, you have to be strong and accept, you know, it can be challenging, but accept this is where we are. And then we have to be willing to persevere. It, yeah. it doesn't just mean, okay, I make a choice. I accept that. Now everything's better. Yeah. Everything's fine. I think the hard thing about sharing that with the spouse is that many times you're you're being vulnerable and you're saying, here's where I am. This is what's happening. These are the dreams I'm having. And your fear is that when something arises in your marriage or in your just in conversation, daily life, the spouse is there to go, mm-hmm, yeah, I remember that dream you had. You're still not listening. You know, those are the <laughs> things that you, that really, that oh, you. Oh, it is. It, I mean, I know you worry about me doing that kind of stuff because I pull that kind of thing sometimes. Sometimes, so. yeah. So, I, I, you know, that's what, and that's why we say you have to be careful. This isn't just because Michael and I struggle through sharing our dreams with each other sometimes and then we, because we try to be kind. We try to be tender. We try to be, mm-hmm. but we still may see some things. But just because you see something doesn't always mean you need to say something. Right. It's not the airport. You know, see something, say something. Oh, yeah. It's not the it's airport. Not like when you that. see it, you don't have to say it. You can pray about it. You pray for your spouse. You go, okay, they're struggling through this. But um, anyway, so that's just that's just something for people to stick in their, under their little hat and just keep it there. And then whenever they need to use it, if they're struggling, they can remember this podcast. It's good. I don't well, know if people store things under their hat. Under their hat or maybe under their toupee. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that, we're out of time, but I, I, do, I do want to encourage you. If you're having dreams, Lisa's been very, very vulnerable with this dream, very, very open with this dream. And if you're having dreams that are self-conditioned type dreams or revealing dreams that are showing you things you need to deal with or battles you're facing, first thing I want you to remember, and I, I even say for Lisa, is that's not bad. I feel like we need to That's tag on good. an extra 10 minutes to this one and just say, okay, you can cut the podcast off here, but if you want to listen a few more minutes, she has other things she wants to share. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I think, it, I think it's really good to know these are good things. They carry us through. They strengthen us. They build us. Yeah. When we respond to them correctly with perseverance and action and trusting in God and believing that he has our best at heart and he's helping us to press into our destiny and our purpose. These are really great dreams. And so I just want to encourage people with that. So, And I'm fine. I don't want people to go, oh, gosh, what's wrong with Lisa? Because we stayed on it so long and then I got a little quiet. But I'm fine. I just I have struggled just through some things personally, just dealing with where I am in my life, my age, my hormones, everything, you know. So it's just a new place for me. So I don't want anybody to worry. Oh, my God, Lisa's losing her mind. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Let us know you're listening. Let us know that these podcasts mean something for you. 
and we would be very grateful. So with that said, our time's up, and until next time, we'll stick to the old saying of keep dreaming.